you do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Gumbo Show, where we three, your Athos, Porthos, and Aramis of Gumbo Love, come together every week to discuss our living motto, Gumbo for One. Oh, damn it. I screwed that up. One for Keep gumbo. it going. Keep it going. <laughs> One for Gumbo and Gumbo for All. Nope. All for gumbo. One for gumbo. (laughs) (laughs) We're keeping all of this, Feynman. We're keeping it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, let me pull back the All for one, one for all. Gumbo for one. All for gumbo, gumbo for all. There you go. All for gumbo, gumbo for all. That's right. All right, let me start up. I thought it was gumbo for one, gumbo for all. I think we just keep rolling. I like this. I like this. Keep rolling. It's 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 all gumbo for me, gumbo for none of y'all. Yeah. Wait, are you pretending uh, this is a professional podcast? No, let's just keep rolling. This is great. All right. Well, look, so after that just sterling intro by your professional gumbo lover podcast host here today, uh, I'm joined as always, of course, by my co-host, Brent Barksdale in Northern Texas and Dave Huguenel in North Virginia. What's happening, fellas? What's up? What is up? Not the three a musketeers. Lot. Is that what we That's are? That's right. The yeah, three musketeers. The, the three gumbo tears. Um, is that a candy bar? What am I thinking of? Anyway, it it was a come a candy bar. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess it still is. I think that isn't that the one. That's not the one that invented. It's not nougat in the middle of a three musketeers, <laughs> is it? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I've never understood what nougat is. So I, I just I'm, like Reese's peanut butter cups. That's what I like. <laughs> I don't. I don't like how you say that word nougat. Like it's. it's <laughs> nougat. Like, what is it? I, don't, I mean, it's like it's like sugar and stuff. I don't know, but like I don't know why I have to say it like with some but, stink on it. <laughs> sugar and stuff with some stink on it. Oh, because I'm saying it like it's distasteful. No. Yeah. What is this? That was a, definitely a substance dreamed up in a lab. I will. Uh, I will, guys. As this is the Gumbo Show, we are going to discuss this weekend's singularity, where without any of us talking to each other or planning it. We all intersected with gumbo in our own special and unique way. So some better than others. Some better than others. Yeah, I think I think Dave's was probably probably the best because I, it's now Monday, so we're two days into this since the weekend really was going, and I've heard about his gumbo a couple of times. So we're definitely going to let him uh, tell that story. So who wants to go first? Who has a gumbo story from this weekend? Who wants to go first? Brent, Dave. you want to go first? Dave no, wants to Dave go to first. Go. All right, you All right, right Dave. first. Okay. All right. Well, I feel like this weekend I was like the karate kid uh, at the end, at the end, <laughs> like in my uh, <laughs> at, 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 like my gumbo tournament, right? Like I had been like Mr. Miyagi'd by like all of our guests on the show. Like we learned, I learned all these different tricks. I just put everything to use, and also I. I'm trying it's to true. It I mean, first off, it's true. It's I imagine true. Dave like surveying ingredients in the grocery store, doing the crane kick with his hands. Yeah, up I over was. and just you know. Yeah, they asked me to leave <laughs> <So>. <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. No, so I uh, so a couple of things. One. So I went to go buy my ingredients on Saturday, planning to cook on Sunday. But Saturday was just kind of a busy day. And so I ended up not getting to the store until almost like when it closed. It was like late at night Saturday. 
Now, for those that have listened to me talk about my recipe before, I always use a rotisserie chicken because I don't like cooking my own chicken. Uh, I just try to save save time. But when you go to the store late at night, the deli's closed, so all that stuff's put away because uh, it's all old and stuff. So I had to actually go and like buy some like fresh meat. So I'd have to do it, you know, the real way, I guess, on Sunday. And as I was shopping, I actually found they sold these really nice looking duck thighs which I was kind of surprised to see in Northern Virginia at a supermarket on a Saturday night. But I was like, you know what? I can't pass this up. I got to give it a shot. So what are you, are you trying to insinuate you don't have ducks in Northern Virginia? No, I mean, we have ducks in Northern Virginia. You just don't see ducks in the supermarket. Like I've never seen ducks sold at a supermarket before Saturday night. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like that, that's it. It was, it was God speaking to you. But who serendipitous, but who says I need to go get some duck. I'm going to go run to Albertsons real quick. Like no one says that. I hear Albertsons has the best duck. They do. Maybe they do. Um, They they should sponsor us. They should sponsor us. If they sponsor us, they definitely have the best duck. Yeah. So they'll never sponsor us after an intro like that tonight. That's that's fair. So, so, or if they see our Twitter page, Oh, good. Good news is they won't say it. No one does. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, keep going. Keep talking right. about your duck at midnight or whatever. Right. So I get all my ingredients. Uh, so Sunday morning. So I start off, and this has like become a routine for me because I love using bacon fat in my roux now, which means I get to cook bacon in the morning. So I get my cast iron out, cook up some bacon, uh, eat that kind of like while I'm drinking my coffee, kind of getting my Trinity ready, all that sort of stuff. And I've actually completely I'll, I'll admit this i've never cooked duck before so i had no idea like what i was supposed to do with it so what i figured i would do is i seared it and kind of fried it in the bacon fat for just a little bit to get a nice crisp on it then i just put it i put all the thighs in the oven let it let it cook for about an hour and a half and like while that was in the oven kind of like getting fully cooked i was getting my gumbo ready all that low temperature stuff. i'm assuming yeah it was like it was like 350 i think yeah so like pretty low so as i'm doing that getting all my accoutrement ready for the gumbo, all that jazz. When the duck is done, oh, I should say this. So when I put the duck in, I put it on a pan, but I kind of put like this like tin foil like like moat around it. So like all the all the fat would get trapped. So when I took the duck out, I took the duck fat that had rendered, mixed it with the bacon the bacon fat that had rendered from when I cooked the bacon. And then that gave me, I think, like two thirds of a cup of of fat. So I just finished the rest off and got a full cup just by using some peanut oil. And then I used that to make my roux. So it was bacon fat, duck fat, peanut oil for the roux. In the microwave, of course. I did it in the microwave and it was delicious as always. Uh, I actually went a little bit, I didn't go full dark on this roux because I was a little nervous like using duck. I was like, I don't know, like maybe just a little bit lighter, you know, that sort of stuff. And, uh, Everything else I would say was pretty standard in terms of like, you know, I had andouille sausage in there, like, you know, all the same seasonings, all that jazz. Uh, the last thing I did is I really made sure I took Jonathan Perry's advice, one of our former guests to heart, and I, I drizzled a good amount. I'd probably say like a quarter cup of honey over the top of the gumbo. And I'm oh. telling you, without a doubt, best pot of gumbo I have ever made. I just had like my, I just had my, so this is the day after as, as we're recording this, I cooked the gumbo yesterday. So for dinner, I had the gumbo that I cooked yesterday. Absolutely amazing. Uh, and then if you don't believe me, my wife actually ate it yesterday, really liked it. She ate it today, loved it, said without a doubt, the best gumbo 
And she is not one to like just give me compliments. If it was terrible, she right. would have been stopped. Yeah, you know, she would have been like, "Don't she do put that. that on social media?" Yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, it was, it was delicious, and I'm, I'm a very happy camper, and I feel like I have completed my journey. I have uh, beat up the bully in the in the tournament. Uh, I got my <laughs> sweep so. the leg. Yes, so sweet. you got your legs swept, and then Miyagi yeah. went in there and like did the yeah. thing where he claps and rubs his hands together, and all of a sudden you're healed. Can you imagine how much how much better you're going to be in three months? I will say this though, I ate so much gumbo last night. I don't think I'd actually do a real karate tournament. Like I feel, <laughs> I, I I I feel fatter emotionally after. <laughs> you you look a, the same though, but that's it's okay. a dark no. dark place emotionally. Um, So I have a couple of questions. So number one, what do you think made the biggest difference? Was it the duck, the duck? I mean, you could say the duck that fits a couple of things, the duck fat and the duck meat. Um, So, yeah, I mean, and and you did the honey as well. And you had the three roux, the three oils in your roux, which is, is pretty interesting, I think. And, and also, so what do you think was the biggest difference maker? So I think the biggest difference was when making my roux, the amount of fat I had versus oil. So mm. using more fat than anything else, because I don't know if it like, you know, I, I think the duck fat definitely played into that, but it just, it made the, uh, it made the gumbo a lot creamier, a lot richer. It just tasted so what much differently. The, the duck meat. I mean, it tastes, it tastes great. I mean, to be honest, like it still kind of just tastes like gumbo to me. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's meat that's been simmering in liquid for, you know, over right. 24 hours. Right. So, um, but smoked duck in the gumbo at, um, Prejean's or, or where I think that's what it's called in Lafayette, yeah. Yeah. their smoked duck gumbo is excellent. I mean, the, the smoked meat makes all the difference. And just, that's why Jonathan Perry said that's his favorite, you know, duck gumbo, duck and sausage gumbo, because it's that smoked duck. So you right. didn't do a smoked duck. You just kind of, you know, yeah, because no, I had no idea what I was doing. I just right. fried it, fried it in the bacon fat for a little bit and then put it in the oven for the rest of the time. That's, that's actually my other question. How when you took your duck thighs out of the oven, you didn't just eat them right there because that would have been my temptation. To be so like, oh, this one is just for me. So I allowed myself to like eat like the crispy skin. On yeah. the duck, because I didn't really want that in the gumbo anyway, right. and uh, that was amazing. That tasted yeah. so good. Um, and I didn't really even season the duck that much. I think I put like a little, like a little bit of salt on it, just a little bit of like just black pepper. Mm-hmm. Did your really... son have a problem with that? Are you eating a little baby, cute? Duck? I, I I don't think I told him what I was eating. Uh, yeah. He would he would be upset if he knew. Yeah, um, that's what I, I told. I told him I ate rabbit stew once, and he cried. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> i knew it that's why i asked yeah he's a sweetheart he is. so yeah no that's uh that's super interesting i'm gonna have to look for duck the next yeah. time i make gumbo you do I you're the king a, of the meat yeah I, d- I do we do put some some meat in there a lot, a lot of, of meat. meat you have and a lot of meat know, on the internet <laughs> i saw it this weekend so much. i did yeah it was it was a meaty gumbo and it's still a meaty gumbo um uh, so do we, do we have any other questions for Dave about his, his duck and sausage? I will say this, uh, other big thing was the honey on this one. Yeah. Huge difference. Like it worked because wow. I tried it last time. I don't think I used enough. Um, right. this one. And again, Jonathan Perry is a hundred percent, right? It's not like you taste the honey in it. It's just like every now and then you get this like little sweet note and it's yep. just, it's, it's just, uh, it's nice. It's nice. It's like springtime in your mouth. 
Oh, fame. And you want to talk I, about your, your meat? Yeah. Uh, I never tire of talking about my meat. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So no, I, uh, I was not planning to make gumbo this weekend. Um, I was going to make, uh, I was actually going to boil crawfish cause we're, we're getting kind of close to the end of the season and we've yep. only had it once. And, and Brent had sent out a picture of uh, crawfish he was eating yeah. the day before. Only one I've had this year. Yeah. Well, uh, if you come down during the season, I'll, I'll make it. I know, for I know. Um, and so you mean uh, crawfish. I mean, crawfish, right. Jeez, yeah. I already made gumbo for you. I'm already, I'm just thinking about gumbo. I know. So, uh, but then my parents were going to come over and my mom mentioned this actually being a gumbo podcast show host. Right. Uh, got dropped on me as like emotional manipulation. My mom said, you know, Hey, you have this podcast, but we, you've never made gumbo for us. <laughs> so I had to throw a, a call an audible and, uh, and I just made gumbo on a, uh, on Saturday. And so I doubled the recipe. I didn't really do anything radically different. I did fry all my chicken. I got chicken thighs and I just fried them in the oil that I then used to make the roux. Uh, the only thing I would say that was, uh, that I've done differently is, uh, my recipe, when you double it, it calls for, so then you're using two cups of oil and two cups of flour. Right. And so instead I made like two and a half cups of oil and two and a half cups of flour. So I made slightly more roux than the recipe calls for, which definitely results in a thicker, a thicker gumbo. It wasn't that thick the first night, but when we ate second day, it was. And then the other thing I would say that I did differently this time is something I actually picked up when Ian McNulty, uh, back in one of our early, early episodes, rep- uh, recommended Broad and Bank Seafood New Orleans. And I went in there and I got their gumbo and it's delicious, but they have all these big, perfectly cooked, chunks of chicken and and it bothered me like their chicken and the gumbo was delicious it had a different texture than the sausage all that kind of stuff and it bothered me that when i made gumbo a lot my chicken ended up kind of stringy because it had been simmering in the gumbo for you know four to six hours or whatever and so i did this uh this time and i've done it once before too and i think i like it is what i do is i just fry up the chicken thighs so they're mostly cooked dice them and then I just put them in 30 minutes before I'm going to serve, almost like you do with shrimp. Like if you're doing a seafood gumbo, you just put the shrimp or the oysters in right at the end. I do that with the chicken. And that way, the chicken and the sausage, there's a big contrast. And then what I'll say, the other thing is I use a very smoky andouille from uh, from Laplace. And that brings a lot of that smoke flavor uh, into it. And so uh, we still have actually quite a bit of gumbo in this house because my parents uh, lovely people that they are don't eat like my children right who are basically locusts and so uh there's a lot of leftover at my house so i'm just gonna give you a heads up and i think next week i maybe head to baton rouge so put that on your spidey your spidey radar i may be in yeah. the area so we may have to meet on the interstate <laughs> like last time yeah right grab some gumbo or maybe you can make some i don't know i'll, I'll try to schedule it Right. Where it's it's better. Uh, anyway, so so Brent, what what went down with your gumbo? Well, I did. Weekend? First of all, I went to a crawfish boil in Texas. Uh, that was very good because I didn't have to cook any of it. So uh, I thought it was it was good. It had it had a good spice, but not a lot of times when people do crawfish boils, they'll put so much spice that you can't even eat the potatoes and the corn and all the other stuff because it's just so hot. 
Yeah. Uh, but no, it was, it was, it was great crawfish bowl. So, but the day before I went and again, I'm in Texas. So I went to a place that was billed as a barbecue breakfast restaurant, breakfast to barbecue. And I'm only going to give small details because I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I saw on the menu randomly, it said gumbo on this barbecue breakfast place. And I sent you guys a picture. Um, and, and I was warned by certain folks not to get the gumbo there, but because we have a podcast, it's kind of my mission and it's my obligation to get it, to get gumbo. So I did, I ordered a cup of gumbo and, um, and, and the person that warned me was from Louisiana. They said, look, here's the deal. They just don't make the roux the right way. And that's why I just, you know, it doesn't care for it or she, I have to, I'm protecting people, but anyway, I got it. It wasn't that bad. It was, it was just, it was a good, it had, it was a seafood and sausage and chicken. So it had shrimp, chicken, sausage in it. Um, it was, I think the difference was, I think this is what they told me. They used beef bouillon in it. So it had a beefy taste. Uh, so you could tell it wasn't your traditional gumbo, but it was a good bowl of gumbo. I enjoyed it actually. It wasn't traditional as a sense of, in a sense of Louisiana gumbo at all. It was like a Texas meaty gumbo that you would get at a barbecue breakfast restaurant, but it was tasty. So I'm just going to, so I give it a, a six and a half and all the good parts because it was tasty. It didn't follow any of the, the normal traditions that I like. I mean, uh, there was a good well, stew soup gumbo morphing thing. I'm a little triggered uh, that there's chicken, sausage, and shrimp. Oh yeah, like I have no problem with that. I'll eat anything. I mean, I mean, (laughs) it just it just seems kind of. There wasn't corn. There wasn't corn or tomatoes. So there you go. I'll say that you know, just just gauging our our internet following, I I can't imagine that's going to be something that's going to pass muster. Well, I like shrimp and anything. Shrimp's my favorite seafood. So. Uh, oh, before we go, that's the end of my story. But before we go, did you? I sent everybody. I sent you guys a picture today from Publix. In I don't know if this is for a whole episode, but in Publix in Florida, my friend sent me a photo of "quote unquote" gumbo mix. Is that what it's called? Oh, I tw- I tweeted it. Okay, good. I thought you did, but I don't want, look at our Twitter like anybody else. But <laughs> so, Fabian, you may remember what were the ingredients? It was okra. It's, I'm looking at it. It's okra, corn, celery, onions, and sweet red peppers. There you go. The, the picture, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, go to our Twitter feed. <laughs> yes. Before it ends up on our Instagram. At Gumbo Show. Right. At, at Gumbo Show on Twitter. It looks like like a mixed, a vegetable medley is what yeah, it looks like. It's exactly. corn in there and, and, uh, and just gumbo, and it's all bright and green. It's never been touched by anything so blasphemous as a roux. I mean, this is definitely like the, the sweet red peppers are very red. It's all popping. This was clearly made in a Madison Avenue advertising, <laughs> uh, advertising lab. It looks, it looks God awful. So everybody go to our Twitter and you can see what we're talking about. Um, just yep. head on over there. I know you're excited to get there. Check it out. Retweet it if you will. Yeah. Yeah. We, we actually had an interaction with that tweet. So our old friend, Adam Chauvin from, uh, Oh, good from Lafayette, who uh, Instagrams the food guy over there. He does a lot of great stuff. Adam, Adam C. Eats, check him out. He uh, he replied to the tweet and says, I see this all the time. And uh, and then we just kind of shared our horror over yeah. Twitter. 
about. He meant the photo, yeah. not your Twitter account, because no one's <laughs> no one's. I mean, it, it it works for either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So all right, cool, great well, episode. Yeah. So that's our Gumbo Chronicles this week. As we as we leave Gumbo season, since we're mentioning all of our previous guests or a lot of our previous guests here, I imagine in Duluth where uh, Robert Lee is operating the Gumbo Bois. I imagine they're still in gumbo season, but down here we are definitely moving out of gumbo season into melt your face off season. So. I'm never out of gumbo season. That's why God created air conditioning. I'm always right. eating gumbo. Well, you just create, but they don't sell chicken. Yet. They don't sell sausage in the summer. Dude, it's just, it's, it's just too hot sometimes to for you a big hearty bowl of gumbo. AC. Anyway, I'm, I'm not going to stop. I'm not slowing down. So I'm sorry. In fact, I'm eating more just to spite you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have to make up for me. Well, look, I think I think uh, we'll go ahead and end it there. And that'll do it for this episode of The Gumbo Show. Join us again next week where we talk to uh, – well, we talk about gumbo and maybe have a guest on to entertain us with their gumbo tales. And until then, may your roofs be dark and your bowls be full. <laughs>